0: This person has made a big impact on our life.
1: Have really learned a lot from her.
0: All right, somebody get me out of here. <laughs> no. We've had our own little counseling in this whole thing. This has been quite the counseling session. <laughs> I hope you've learned a lot. We've definitely benefited from this. You see we. It? Did you see what I yeah, right.
1: and I just said we love, love or
0: work. work. Welcome to the Love or Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. And we are kind of taking a little sidestep in this series. Just a sidestep. Yeah. A pause. Maybe you need to get caught up on your reading. That's really what's happening. And People need to catch up.
1: (laughs) I know how book clubs go, guys. I've been in many. And it's, you know, sometimes you just get behind.
0: I've never been in a book club. I know you haven't. Anyways.
1: This is your catch-up week.
0: (laughs) This is your
1: catch-up week. And Here's the
0: sidestep. We have been reading our book reading this, processing this, and we knew this at the beginning. When we first started this whole project whatever it was 4 or 5 years ago, we knew there would be people that we interviewed. We asked their opinion on this that would end up getting divorced. I mean, 50% of all couples get a divorce. Yes. Give or take depending on the year. And so that's bound to happen. Well, then what happens is we put podcasts out there, we quote them in our books, we you know, all that kind of stuff And we knew this would happen. Well, most recently, as we've been looking at all this, some of these things have become a reality for us. And so there are people in our book that have chosen to go other ways, right? Mm -hmm. There are people on our podcast that are not still together today. Mm -hmm. There are people that have been part of this research project that are currently divorced. There are people that didn't think it was possible to stay in love, raise a healthy family, and all the things and are thriving today. And there's people. That thought, yes, it's very possible that have now transitioned in life in some way. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to take an episode and talk about divorce. And, you know, and there's, there's so many spectrums of divorce now, everything from conscious of uncoupling to actual divorce, to taking time of separation, to who knows all the different spectrums, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a reality. This is part of the conversation. This is an option,
1: And also, we're talking about it from a perspective of two people who have
0: not experienced divorce. we're not getting a divorce right now. Unless you're telling me something on the air. I don't think that's
1: happening. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, we're not coming from, like, a we-know perspective.
0: No, but here's what we do know. We know that all those people and friends of ours that have gotten divorced or that are separated— feel super uncomfortable talking to us now in the midst of it because we have this podcast and wrote this book and asked their opinion on it. And it creates some unique conversations.
1: Yeah. And it makes me a little sad.
0: Yeah. Why is that? Or what makes you sad?
1: It makes me sad that that they would believe that I would care more about their marriage than I do about them as an individual person. Yes. or Because that they can't of this even... project. And that that then because of that, they can't tell us about it.
0: Right. I had a friend say, you know, she had filed for divorce and she's like, I have been trying to figure out how to tell you for the last three months. Right. That makes me sad. Right. Why don't you just call us? Because mm-hmm. that doesn't change anything Anything for us. No. So let's unpack this a little bit. What have you been thinking about all of this, Andre?
1: Well, I think one thing that frustrates me a lot that I hear is like this idea that divorce is the easy way out. And that is crazy to me. Yeah, there's divorce nothing easy about it. Divorce is never easy.
0: There's nothing easy about
1: it. No, I mean, just think about it. Think about the kids. If, you, if there are kids that are impacted, think about your friends. Whose side are they choosing all of a sudden? Whose friends are your friends? Whose friends are the other person's friends? Are you going to
0: move? Are you
1: leaving the house? Who's leaving you the figure house?
0: Out all the finances. Finances. You got to figure out who, what person gets what amount of time with the kids. Yeah. You have to tell every single person your side of the story, their side of the story, and then there's some other real story, probably. And then question whose side they're going to choose, or who
1: yes. who's going to stay your friend or not. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of that that I just think to myself, no divorce is not easy. Mm. And statistically, there are studies that have said that it takes an average of four years before a person feels emotionally back on track after a
0: divorce. Four years.
1: Four. And an average of four years of thinking about divorce before it even happens. So this isn't like a jump to quick, easy step that I think people are taking. I mm. mean, most people are thinking about it for four years and then most people are recovering
0: for four years.
1: So to me, I just think it's crazy.
0: Hang on a step back. They're thinking about it for four years, meaning they originally had this thought all the way four year, four or five years before it actually happens.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah. So if you think about that, that's eight years of your life <laughs> that has gone away in some respects mm-hmm. to an emotional upheaval, disturbance, all related to divorce.
0: Now, there are people that you have, uh, we've talked to a lot of people over the last few years, and there's people that you have said and recommended that divorce is probably the best option for them, right?
1: Yeah, all the time. I think. There has to be a level of your emotional, physical well-being that is a priority. And Unpack that a little bit. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we all hear about like emotionally or physically abusive scenarios or whatever that obviously are grounds for divorce or whatever it is. But there is a lot that is deeper than that, that's that. You can be very, very unhappy for a long, long time. And we put so much pressure on staying in the marriage, even though your emotionally and your emotional well-being is so sad and unhappy. Hmm. Why do we do that at the health like, of a person?
0: So... There are stages of that, too, though. Like, I mean, I think one thing that I've heard you say a lot about is you care more about the health of the individual than the longevity of their marriage. Is that a fair way to say
1: it? Yeah, or the
0: institution of marriage. The institution of marriage. I don't know that you and I see all the way the same way on this topic, but I'm willing to go down this track with you. The thing that is hard for me is that Going back to our research, you know, only 8% of all the people we interviewed have ever invested in counseling, right? Mm -hmm. And so for sure, there's going to be, if you go through divorce or separation, there's going to be an excessive amount of counseling on the back end. But my first question is, have you invested in that on the front end before you made that hard decision, right? Mm -hmm. So my first response when someone comes to me in this way is like, well, hey, I It's like they want our opinion in some way, potentially. And it's like, well, I don't want to give you my opinion. I actually would rather you take some time in a season to invest in yourself in this way. Yeah. You get some professional counseling because there's so many levels to these things, right? Right. Mm -hmm. That in the midst of that, some clarity will probably happen. Yeah. Is that fair?
1: Yeah. And I agree with that.
0: And so maybe there's times where... You need to separate Mm -hmm. and work on yourself before you make that ultimate decision. But then there's other times that, yeah, that ultimate decision may be what's best for you. Yeah. And your kids. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think there's so much, like, shame and, like, failure attached to
0: Yeah, that's a phrase that people use. My marriage failed. Is that the phrase? I hate it. Okay. I hate that phrase. Hmm.
1: I think we've attached then like a success failure, like a like a score, to your marriage.
0: Yeah, it's a win or loss.
1: It's a win or lose, right? And it's like, well, I know really unhappy people that are still married, that are staying married just because they feel like they have to for their kids or financially or whatever it is, but they are unhappy. So, am I giving them a win, a success? I'm going to stamp them with success. Really? Versus those that really, if they do get divorced, we automatically say it's a failure rather than saying like, wow, good for you. Like you actually found and realized what was really important for you and your health and your well-being. What happens to that?
0: That's interesting because I think a lot of people kind of, in the midst of trying to decide whether to stay with their partner or, or not, they instinctively probably make a pretty big pros and cons list, right? And, and, it's, and it relates to that. Like, the pros are, financially, it's better if we probably stay together. Mm-hmm. The pros are, this is going to be better for my kids. That's a constant. Not always point. true, but yes. But that's what people probably tell themselves.
1: And that leads to how it can be more difficult for women because women are usually the ones that are hit the hardest financially and women are still usually the ones that are in charge of the kids.
0: And I think that's a a strong opinion you're sharing. Not necessarily Mm -mm. all fully true.
1: Well, usually if you think about it. It's a
0: generalization, I'd say.
1: No, I think still today, even now, I mean, it's still the idea that
0: most of the time the kids go with the, with the mother. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I, I actually don't know if it's most of the time or not. <laughs> so then I, what happened? That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel so like this is course, a bit generalized. Of
1: course it goes to the woman because she has to then also think about the kids so much more if the kids are coming with her. So I just think that so I think we're, f- and there's a lot of shame too with that, right? So even think about women with kids. Think of a middle-aged woman with kids who's divorced. Mm-hmm. People think one way about that than a middle-aged man divorced. But what? There's what, what's stigmas. Your po- but there's what's your shame point? and stigmas that are
0: greater towards women. Are there? I do think so. Okay. You you definitely can have that opinion. I don't know. It's an opinion, but I, I do believe it's true. <laughs> I don't think in this discussion, I'm not sure. I guess maybe what you're saying is if there's a woman listening that's debating this.
1: It's harder for her.
0: Because they're thinking about their future. and They're thinking, We're, I'm not going to be accepted because of my past story. Right?
1: Possibly. Yeah.
0: So I think that that does play a role and probably that's one of the pros and cons that people think about is how will I be perceived after this decision? Yes. Right? I think I, can, I definitely can agree with that. I think from our listener standpoint though and why we're having this conversation is ultimately we want our listeners to know if we see you, if we connect with you and you have gone through a divorce, We understand. We love you just how you are. Mm -hmm. Right? There are people in this community that we have known very well that this is part of their story. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that doesn't minimize your story.
1: No. And it doesn't change our perception of them. Right. And
0: And that's part of this whole project. We knew this from the beginning. There would be people that would not stay together. Yeah. Right. We knew that. We talk about all the time. Every year over year we'd be like, well, this year, I wonder who I wonder who it's gonna be this year. And we didn't <laughs> actually like say names, but like <laughs> in theory, like someone this year isn't going to stay together. We never know who those people would be. Yeah. And yeah. if this is part of your story too, that's okay.
1: And if you're thinking about it, it's okay. Right. I think if you're thinking about it, it deserves serious investigation. It deserves serious time with counseling. It deserves serious, you know, thoughts and processes with it. It means something's wrong.
0: You might be in a relationship that's really toxic right now. Like you may be in an abusive relationship. You might be in a...
1: Emotionally unhealthy one.
0: You could just be in in a relationship that doesn't feel like a relationship at all right now. There's no connection. There's no intimacy. There's no listening, there's, it's, you are in logistics. Yeah. And, we don't hope that for you.
1: No. We hope for your individual health.
0: So, if they're in that scenario, what would you recommend?
1: Yeah, I, I would recommend investing in some individual therapy first, always, and start with investigating and trying to understand why and getting to the roots Of what you're feeling. Yeah.
0: It's a great starting place. In fairness to listeners, it's hard to find a counselor or therapist right now, right? It's very hard, yeah. It's very hard. I only
1: do Zoom right now because that's the only way I can do therapy right now too. Yeah. But I think, you know, we just talked about care and capacity on our last episode. And I think... I really believe that the caring for ourself, like, let's just play something out. In 30 years, who are you going to have with you? Like, you might have kids now, but you're not going to have them with you later. Not necessarily. Your husband, partner, person, they might die. I'm just saying. They could die tomorrow in a car wreck. Who are you going to for sure have with you? yourself and if you're not taking care of yourself and your care and who you are and your emotional health that is who you will have in 30 years so that has to be okay that's what I'm thinking about it's
0: good it's good
1: and so we're not I think lover work has always been about hoping to build healthier relationships and partnerships yeah fully. But if it's not healthy, we're not sitting saying that you should stay in unhealthy, toxic places. We care about you as an individual more than that. And we hope that you have that care of yourself and that you're thinking about that care for yourself
0: as well. That's good. Did you hit everything you wanted to share?
1: Do you have more to say?
0: I mean, I just go back to the grass is not greener. (laughs) That's the other side about this. I want to reiterate that. Just because you can doesn't mean it's going to be easier in any way. So,
1: Because the thing is, is if you're not taking care of your own baggage and your own issues, you're just going to carry them again to the next spot. Yes. Don't do that. So, like. Take care of your baggage. Do the therapy. Do all the things. Make sure you're healthy. Because the next spot, you don't want to take all that with you.
0: Well, it's all our friends that um, this is part of their story. We love you all. We're thankful that you share these things with us. You've shared your life with us. Hard stories, the celebratory stories. And you listen still. There's
1: so many of our divorced friends that are still listening with us and along this journey. And we're so grateful for you. You teach us so much. And we do want to direct you back to a podcast that was amazing that we did on divorce with two women that were truly had felt it and known it for real life experience. Totally. So we want to direct you back to the Aaron Eddy and Allie Nelson podcast because they are two great friends who also shed some
0: great insight on divorce. Now listen, Before we wrap this thing up, I do have to clarify. We took a break in the book right before our sex chapter. Andre, (laughs) was this your idea? I mean,
1: we're just getting people ready. Um, I mean, get caught up and then get yourself (laughs) buckled in. I don't know what you're about to say. Like, what do you. We have a
0: great,
1: great sex podcast coming up. Oh, so y'all
0: better be ready. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to get it on in that podcast did i
1: just say that out loud stop it (laughs) and that's another episode of love Love or Work. work was recorded by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.